From Sunday school, we're taught that God is big, all-powerful, all-knowing, the great problem solver. We get excited because we can't wait for our miracle, our breakthrough, our healing, and we just know that God is going to reveal himself in some spectacular, magnificent, uh, marvelous way. But then sometimes he doesn't do that. Sometimes we got to look a little bit harder, a little bit closer to see that God is in our situation and to try to find out what he is up to, if we can. Sometimes we just got to ask, God, where are you at? My name is Sydney LaFleur Murphy, and welcome to the Life at Peace podcast. This show is all about tackling the stuff that fuels our everyday demands, doubts, and dysfunction in our perpetual pursuit of peace. Get ready for deep thoughts and challenging topics, all grounded in biblical truth. Enjoy the show. Well, it is so awesome to be back with you guys, my life at peacers, lifers at peace, (laughs) whatever we're going to call ourselves or nothing. That's cool too. But life has been lifing. God is good. Things are great. And I am ready to share this first episode of season three with you guys, where we're going to talk about looking for God in everything. So I recently took a trip to Austin to see some college friends, some of my core buddies, and it was an amazing trip. We uh, got a few of us to go that were able to to go that weekend. And um, yeah, I was inspired to write this episode from the events that transpired at this trip. So enjoy. It is story time. So this was early June. We had been talking in our buddy group for maybe a month and a half, two months or so. Who's available? Who's free? We haven't seen each other in a couple years. It's time to meet up. And so we, um, yeah, got a few of us to go, which was great. We have a lot of us that are, um, one of my buddies actually just had a baby and he's a first time dad and we got people moving states, moving, you know, cities. So lots of different things happening Four people making the trip. I, I I count that as a win. And I was excited. The weekend came, I got my stuff all packed up. I was ready to drive up there and, uh, yeah, just got my tunes going, had the Little Mermaid soundtrack uh, from the live action version that just came out. Soundtrack is awesome, and I really enjoyed the movie, so just a little plug for that. <laughs> uh, but I was you know, on the road, enjoying my time to myself in my car, and my first stop was actually to pick up my friend from the airport, because she lives out of state, and she was flying in for this trip, so it was a really big deal, I was really glad to see her. And we chatted it up on the way to our Airbnb, which was the next stop. We're laughing, talking, catching up, and we turn onto this uh, quiet road. So we had just gotten off the freeway feeder and we're, you know, just about one mile away from our Airbnb. And then, boom, (laughs) maybe boom isn't the right sound, actually, but thud, like smack, whatever. (laughs) We ran over a pothole that I happened to not see. And it was so bad, it shook the car, first of all, to the point where my friend stopped talking. We both looked at each other like, oh, that was not good. <laughs> we keep going and we turn into, there was an apartment complex nearby. We turn into that parking lot and I get out and look and sure enough, the tire is, it's done. A flat tire, I see some fluid leaking out and there's a bubble in the tire to add insult to injury. I checked the tire pressure gauge and yeah, zero. So the tire was just shot. There was, there was no recovering that. So naturally I'm like, let's call my dad. And so I get him on the phone. He is just the car expert in our family. 
Now, I will say I do know how to change a tire, but that knowledge was not useful to me in that moment because the car that I had, or my car just doesn't have a spare in it. They, they didn't include that. That wasn't part of it when I, when I bought the car. So unfortunately, that wasn't going to do me any good. So I got my dad on the phone, told him what had happened. Uh, we found a local tire place that was less than a mile up the road. And I said, maybe I can try to make it to that. But my dad was like, well, if you got a bubble and a flat and you really have no idea what else, what other imperfections are, await you on the road, that would really be a risk to try to drive up to a tire shop or to drive on this at all. And so I was like, okay, yeah, you're, you're probably right. So we ruled that out. And I had roadside assistance, so I'm like, hey, let me just give them a call. And they you know, were telling me it's going to be about 60 to 90 minutes to get a guy out there. I'm like, oh, man, dang it. I was looking for quick options. I wanted something fast. <laughs> it was hot. Uh, it was about 4.15 when all this started. And we just wanted to, I wanted to get this over with and keep going. Well, um, eventually we did have to end up going with the roadside assistance. Um, they, thankfully they, they were able to come and get the car and we had a friend who was already at the Airbnb who came and, uh, picked both of us up. So we got to at least go drop our stuff off and get into the AC. And then we got to get some dinner afterwards. Um, the tow truck actually arrived while we were at dinner. (laughs) So, uh, we left a little bit early from that, me and my friend with the pickup truck and we followed the truck driver to the dealership where he was towing it. Uh, to to stay overnight. And that was the end of day one (laughs) of the buddy trip. (laughs) Now, it wasn't all bad. I mean, we got back to the Airbnb and we were able to play some board games and some cards and just enjoy each other's company. But that is definitely not how I pictured the first day going. We, We lost some time. And overall, it was just a little bit frustrating. But you know, that's just what happens. So next morning, we get up bright and early. My friend was willing to drive me to the dealership basically right when they opened. And my other friend who had been in the car with me when this whole thing started, she came too. She didn't even have to. There was absolutely no reason for her to come, but she wanted to. And so we got there about 7.30 and they had my car and I just explained to them what happened and I was just there to get a new tire. And they're like, great, okay. They, They took my information and we just you know, ended up waiting and I was like, okay, this, we're here bright and early. It should be nice and quick. And we were there for about two hours and no, nothing had happened yet. I went outside to the lot to see where my car was in the process. It had not moved. <laughs> like it was not even in the service garage yet. I'm like, okay. Now, granted, this was all on a Saturday. So Saturdays are usually pretty busy at a car dealership. And I'm like, oh, man, how much longer should we wait for this? So I went to the guy that uh, checked me in and was like, hey, any ideas, you know, when this might be uh, finished or when the process might get started? And he was like, yeah, it's hard to say. Um, And then I just asked, well, should I even should I stay here or can I just leave and come back? And he's like, yeah, you probably want to leave and uh, just we'll call you later when it's ready. So I'm like, "Okay, fine. (laughs) And again, a little frustrated because I wanted this to just be in and out. But um, I left with my friends. We went to get breakfast and started our activities for the day. So we did you know, mini golf. We got through a couple rounds of that. Then we went and did a rage room in Austin, which was fun. So if you don't know, a rage room is it's basically a room where they have a bunch of breakable items like glass and ceramic and porcelain things. And they're all sitting on this table in the middle of the room. 
and you go in, they give you a face shield, and you have to wear closed-toed shoes, the whole deal. You have uh, protective gear on. But uh, you go in there, and they've got baseball bats and um, other <laughs> other things, like I think a crowbar was in there. Just things you can use to smash the, the items. You can also just do it old school and pick them up and throw them against the wall. So we did that. Um, none of us had any... <laughs> None of us had any issues or or none of us needed counseling that I know of. We just wanted to go in there and break stuff because it was just something to do. And uh, so we did that. And afterwards, we went to Freddy's and got some shakes and just uh, were winding down. We had by then it had been uh, several hours that we were out doing things. And so we were kind of tired and just ready to wind down. And at that moment, while we're at Freddy's, I get the call that the car is ready that they had the tire that I needed and everything was looking good, ready for pickup. So um, that was, yeah, that that was the end of the car debacle. Needless to say, that weekend got off to a, well, I guess not even just the start. It started out not really how I pictured. (laughs) And um, honestly, you know, the whole thing was just one big inconvenience. That's all I can say about it. I'm definitely not about to classify this as a hardship. If getting a flat tire is a hardship, then honestly, I would say you've got a pretty good life. <laughs> um, uh, just saying. But yeah, the the it was really just annoying, is what it came com- what it came down to. And you know, I had to shell out about three hundred bucks for a new tire that I did not plan to spend on a new tire. But I had to thank God that I even had that money in the first place. And, you know, while this was an inconvenience for sure, I have to acknowledge all of the God moments that happened throughout it. So what I want to do is go back through this series of events and just highlight the moments that weren't immediately obvious that it was God, but that I can look back on and be like, yeah, you know, God was, he was looking out for me, protecting me that whole process. But first of all, when we first got the flat, The fact that we were able to pull into the apartment parking lot and out of harm's way, you know, out of all the places that this could have happened, it could have happened on my way up to Austin on the freeway where the speed limit was 75, 80 in some places that could happen on the side of the road. Um, But it didn't, you know, this happened. We were one mile away from the Airbnb, which I thought was (laughs) very ironic, but it was, we were able to get out of harm's way was the, is the main premise here. While we were in that apartment parking lot, um, I was trying to, I was going back and forth with insurance. They were trying to send me links to things to complete the process for an inquiry or for a request. And the cell service was not great. So things were like not loading or just taking a long time to load. And so eventually I had to decide, okay, I'm going to go into the leasing office and see if they can help me. Well, as soon as I got into the leasing office, the manager was super friendly, very friendly. I told him what was going on. He gave me the password to the Wi-Fi. I just was straight up with him. I'm like, hey, I am not here to look at an apartment. <laughs> like, I am. I need help. He gave me the Wi-Fi password. I was able to log in and um, really just, I, I was able to pull up everything I was trying to pull up uh, unsuccessfully in the, in the parking lot. So that was another situation. Uh, the fact that we had our friend already at the Airbnb who was able to come get us. And remember, we were just one mile away. So this was very close. Our friend was able to come pick us up. Uh, the The apartment manager told me I could leave my car in the parking lot with no threat of towing. Like he knew exactly what was going on. 
He even came out to check on me a few times. And uh, he told me, yeah, just leave it here. We will not tow you. So that was another moment. <laughs> um, we were able to go get dinner. You know, we, we could take a break to eat from all of this while, while, the, while things were happening. Um, my friend was able, he was willing to take me to uh, follow the tow truck to the dealership so I could, you know, let them know what was going on. So he went there and back with me. The next morning, he got up bright and early. We were, we were up around 6.30 to make sure we got to the dealership on time. Um, my other friend who was in the car with me and who ended up just coming with us because she wanted to, uh, that was another thing right there. She she just wanted to be supportive and to be there for me. And my two friends that were there witnessing this whole process, they were extremely, extremely patient um, it made me uncomfortable. <laughs> I hate it when people are waiting on me for things like I, or I hate feeling like I'm holding people up. I just don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable, but they assured me, one of them said this during the, while we were at the dealership, they said, you know, Sydney, we're here. The whole purpose of this trip is to spend time together. So no matter what that looks like, you know, we're here for you. And I was like, Oh <laughs> guys, but they were right, like they were so right. And I hadn't even, I was so stressed about what was going on with my car that I hadn't taken the time to think about it that way. But no, they were right. Um, let's see, we also, after leaving the dealership, we were able to go about our day and we got to do our mini golf. We got to do the rage room, get some shakes, uh, have a lot of time talking to each other. We got to do all of that and then the car was ready. Because I was nervous that we would have to leave from one of the activities midway through and disrupt the whole day's plans. But instead, we got to do everything as we planned it, and the car was ready at the end of the day as we were winding down. So God's impeccable timing was, was evident that day. And lastly, um, no, not second to lastly, <laughs> the dealership had the exact tire that I needed because when we dropped off, when the tow truck... Uh, drove the car there. I didn't know if they were going to have the tire. This was all one big leap of faith. And so I was just hoping, praying that the, that they would have the tire that I needed. And they did. The last thing that I think is noteworthy is the tire that I had to replace was actually one that my home dealership guaranteed to cover if anything happened to it. Because previously I had had a bubble in that tire and I had needed to replace it. So the tire that got messed up was the replacement tire. <laughs> and so I had to get it replaced again when I was in Austin. But it was the same tire that I was guaranteed would be covered by the dealership. So I was able to get my money back after paying for that. Woo! So we got all of these things happening, this whole big inconvenience. And right in the middle of it, the common thread was that God was... He had orchestrated everything. He ordered my steps. He was there the whole time, not surprised by anything. And all I had to do was look. When I reframed my perspective on what was happening, you know, to look for God in those details, it became painfully obvious that he was there the whole way. We like to talk about how God never leaves us, how he never forsakes us. He's not surprised by anything. He knows what's going on. But do we really believe that? There are times when we have to prove that when we're tested on that. And there are times when it's easy to see that and times when it's not. 
You know, sometimes we go through hardships and we go through difficult situations that are just tough and we don't know if we can go on. And that's definitely one way that God, um, he, that God uses to teach us that lesson that he'll never leave or forsake us. But sometimes he uses inconveniences. Everything doesn't have to be an end of the world problem or seem like an end of the world problem. Sometimes he uses just little annoying things that you weren't counting on to, uh, to shape us and to really test do we believe that he's there with us every step of the way? So this situation was ultimately just an opportunity for me to see God's hand and to not get distracted by what, you know, inconvenience came up. And there's a song by Francesca Battistelli called This Is The Stuff that addresses these exact uh, circumstances, <laughs> these exact situations where we find ourselves annoyed or frustrated by what's going on. And one line of the song, she even says, this is the stuff you use to break me of impatience, conquer my frustrations. I've got a new appreciation. It's not the end of the world. So this, the song has been out for several years. It's on one of her earlier albums, but it's great. And it's just an awesome reminder that, uh, you know, everyday things that, that, you know, there's, Ah, if I can get this out, everyday things are opportunities for us to trust God. We don't have to wait until our world is crumbling or just things seem impossible. We're like, God, where are you? We don't have to wait until we're just in such the pits of despair before we see that. Uh, just look around you. If you maybe were running late to something or your car wouldn't start or you had to shell out some extra money to repair something that you weren't planning on. All those things, just take a take the opportunity to look at those things and try to see God's hand in it. Because I promise you, if you look hard enough, you will see him. It's like playing hide and seek, except God is the one hiding sometimes and we're the ones looking for him. He's uh, sometimes hiding in plain sight and we just got to take the initiative, take the opportunity to look for him and he will never disappoint us. And that's what I've got for you guys at the end of this first episode to kick off season three. Woo! Uh, so go ahead and share this with your friends, family, anyone that you think would benefit from it. I am on social media, Life at Peace underscore podcast for Instagram, Life at Peace podcast for Facebook and for YouTube. And uh, threads might be coming soon. I don't know. I've got to do a little bit more research on that, but... I am out there on social media. I welcome episode suggestions, comments, any questions that you want me to address in future episodes. But thank you all so much until we meet again. Peace.